One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here we are on the road. South Carolina. Indeed, we are. It's beautiful down here. We're at uh, Isle of Morada. The South Isle Carolina. of Palms. The Isle of Palms, South Carolina. It's beautiful down here. Lovely little community right on the water. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's fantastic. We got down here by driving 16 hours. It was terrible. Correct. Every accommodation was made. My brother did everything. He got a 15-passenger van. He had drinks in the van, seltzers. He did everything. He did everything possible to make it stress-free. Um, it, 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 like a good man, he stepped up every step of the way, tried to accommodate in every way. He drove the whole way because I fell ill with a freaking spine cancer. For some something on the way down. So he drove all 16 Well, I drove an hour. In in total hell. What's that look? No, I just did fix something. Um, but this does um, represent a um, this represents a turning point mm-hmm. in my life. You're never driving anymore. I'll never drive ever, 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 ever any longer than five hours ever in a row, and maybe not even that. It's over. I am now pushing 50. That is done. That is done. I have also been just very ill and sick and trying to sleep. And I have, I don't know if, what I have. It's not COVID. It's some kind of co- whatever. So I've just been sleeping in the back of the van. Thankfully, he got a huge van so I can like actually sleep on a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, those days are over. Finito. Bye-bye. I am done. Done, 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 done. Our kids will be old enough soon. To drive around with their friends, and they can do. They can all bundle up in the car like little sardines and go on big road trips. And good luck, guys. That's fine. Daddy is D U N forever. 
so got a couple of texts that I want to that I want to talk about here. Okay. We've been Alice and I've been in a hyperbaric chamber of hell. And in it's in once again, like I said, my brother made every accommodation, but our kids they are so it's such a symphony. If you like, <laughs> if you're like me and God hates you. Then, if you have a bunch of kids, he's going to use them at any every turn, and that's what exactly what we've done. <laughs> a couple of uh, Tommy in New Hampshire says, um, he says, "Hi Tom, with a Logitech camera issue, try the Logitech firmware update tool, which I think you've done, right?" Um, sort of. Um, it's complicated. It sort of works. I think it's just. I think the cord is just bad. I think there's a bad connection inside the cord of the camera. And so works fine in a Mac. He says, uh, and no, your Mac cannot break the camera. Max rule. He's correct. Incorrect. He says, Tommy, would this be the correct model you would use with a podcast setup similar to yours? I've been asked for a recommendation. Uh, thanks, Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. So I'm looking here, Tommy, and you didn't, there's no picture or anything that you sent with it, but Roadcaster is the industry standard. We don't have it. I just tweeted out what we have. We have basically. You know the the communication device that the that Elliot set up for ET with the scratching the record, et cetera. <laughs> Eighteen pieces. All the stuff is old and outdated. Even my Comrex is old and outdated. They, like the engineers, are, they look at it and like poke it with sticks. So these mics are fine though. These are uh, Heil microphones. They're fine. Um, and uh, so so that's where that is. Now there were some other inquiries, Alice. Do you remember other inquiries? Um, are you referring? Oh, no. Uh, Kelly Grayson asked me, Hiya, Tom. Are you on the right stuff? <laughs> this is a message. The right stuff, by the way, is the conservative dating app. Which I didn't know when I said, uh, yes. <laughs> Why do you she say said, yes to things are you enjoying if you it? don't know thinking, what they are, though? I thought, what an adventure. Maybe Kelly Grayson will do something crazy. I realized that she's a 56-year-old, uh, 500-pound Ukrainian man, but her Profile picture is attractive. <laughs> well, then there you go. She must be so, a hot girl. Um, the other thing is, Alice Shattuck was viciously attacked about a mispronunciation or enunciation. And Alice, if anything, is guilty of over-enunciating. For instance, that R gets a lot of work in February. <laughs> which is rub some, some, Yeah, in rub rubble. As in <laughs> The opposite urban. of urban. Yes, rub rubble. <laughs> She likes that she thinks she's doing a little touchdown dance by showing how she can enunciate <laughs> like that. But she did not. She did not say supposedly. supposedly. I was accused of saying supposedly, and I don't think I say supposedly. And you don't say it was supposedly. God, how trashy would that be? God no. I don't think that I do. And then let's see. Oh, my buddy Gary Byans. Byron says hello from the other station. That's nice. Um we also got a nice message from Tom G, uh, letting us know things to do down here. He escaped uh, New England and now lives down here near where we are and gave us some ideas of what to do in Mount Pleasant. Uh, great food, big outdoor mall called Town Center. Should be decorated by now. He recommends the Boone Hall Plantation Tour in Mount Pleasant or take a ride to see Middleton Place and Magnolia Gardens in West Ashley. Downtown Charleston is fun. King so that, I assume that's where the movie Magnolia was. No clue. No, I don't. I think I'm probably wrong about that. Okay. But I know that Clint Eastwood did a movie in Magnolia. Uh, I don't know. I've I've lost my mind. Like I told you that I've had some kind of illness. You mean Magnolia Gardens? 
Yes. Why? Near Boone. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just wondering because it might be a different. How do you know it's even the same place? I don't. I don't know anything <laughs> just anymore. making things up. I don't know anything more. Although I do know a couple of things. Okay. We were managing between uh, me getting last rights during the trip <laughs> as I'm dying. We managed to get a couple of, Alice managed to find a couple of news items. And are we kidding now? With what you were doing, with what we're doing, CBS has breaking news. And this is stunning. I actually had to sit down for this because this was absolutely stunning. Listen to this. You probably haven't heard the story yet, Alice, but the sitting president's son uh-huh. is embroiled in a controversy. And as Republicans take control of the House, Hunter Biden, the president's son, will be a target for investigations, and that means data from a laptop reported to belong to. Biden could be crucial to the investigatory process. CBS News has obtained its data, not through a third party or political operative, but directly from the source who told us they provided it to the FBI under subpoena. And we commissioned an independent forensic review to determine its authenticity. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Harris joins us now with what we found. Catherine, I'm very interested. Good morning. Now, pause for a second. Now, I assume what they're going to tell us is what they've been telling us, all the national mm-hmm. security experts have been telling us all along, which is that this has all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation Absolutely. campaign. That's what all the serious people have said this whole time. Absolutely. And yesterday we were listening, or was it today? We were listening to, during one leg of our 43-hour trip, um, um, Bill Maher had Sam Harris, Harris on. And and Harris was saying, well, I mean, you can't really expect the press with just 10 days to the election to have time to verify these things. That's not how journalism works, Sam. Yeah. You go with all the solid stuff you have. And also, the press can do a lot in 10 days when it wants to. Well, and they can also just run with stuff without checking anything the way they did with the dossier. Right. And the Good morning, supposed- Tony. These yeah. House Republican investigations are coming, and that could be a challenge for the White House as we head into 2023 and 2024. The laptop data we had analyzed showed no evidence it was faked or tampered with. Oh, my goodness. It's only taken two and a half years. And if you had uh, tuned in... Um, two and a half years ago, in July of 2020, this is the exchange between Leslie Stahl and Donald Trump. It's this. I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen, and you don't cover it. Biggest. You want to talk about? Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things? I'm telling you. Of course, it can be verified. Excuse we, me. We they found the laptop, Leslie. It Leslie. Can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because even the family hasn't. The family. A laptop containing video, incriminating audio, Photographs. of the president's son naked with girls, some appearing to be quite young, complaining about indictments and this and that, etc. It's a treasure trove. If for anybody who's really in journalism, it's a treasure trove. But no, <clears throat> all in here is Trump is the only one. Can't be I've, verified, honey. It can't be verified. He can't. On the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. 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 So let's get back to the name calling. Back to the name calling. Back to the name calling. Uh, Can't be verified, honey. It can't be verified. Well, it can be verified, but it just takes 
you know, at least two years to go through these things and decide whether or not they're, it, that it's really Hunter Biden's laptop. All the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Now, are they going to come back to those people? Is Jake Tapper going to have any of those people on any of his shows? Any of the national security experts, the very serious people who told us that this was Russian disinformation? I mean, it is. I mean, it's way too late now and whatever. But it Well, is. he doesn't have liars on his show, though. So That's right. It is. A, it's wonderful to... To see, and by the way, another thing that that that, um, that Mar and um, Sam Harris were saying was, it doesn't matter. The worst possible thing that you could find about Hunter and the laptop pales in comparison to what Trump and his kids were doing. They said, "Sure as hell, confident in those words." And my question is, what is the thing? Yeah, Trump's not doing anything. Yeah, what was the thing? Because the, the insurrection did? hadn't happened yet at that point in time. What so the you don't the have kids, that. The kids needed the thing because some plant for a DNC adjacent law firm sent a Russian woman into Trump Tower to talk about Russia. If you're listening, see, he coordinated. <laughs> That's how you do he it said, in front of the said, whole world. He said, "Russia, if you're listening, that's how you would." Yeah, if you wanted, if you wanted Russia to in the same hack podcast Hillary where Sam Clinton. Harris was saying uh -huh. the problem is that we've lost the credibility of institutions. Yeah, <laughs> anything your ears buzzing at all, Sam? <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I can't. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And this, of course, comes on the heels of, we told you the other day that um, CBS was out of an abundance of caution. We played that clip. They're out of an abundance of caution. They were going to cease posting on Twitter because of their very serious, uh, you know, security concerns about, about posting on the platform. But now, of course, November 20th, yesterday, they're back. Oh, the tweet's unavailable. After pausing for much of the weekend to assess the security concerns, CBS News and Stations is resuming its activity on Twitter as we continue to monitor the situation. Man, there's, there's a quick way to say you're an activist, and that's the best way. Well, yeah, so it all comes back to they're trying to bring down Twitter right now. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make people think there's something unsafe about using Twitter. Of course, they're not doing that with TikTok, which is literally a national security concern that 
our actual national security experts are actually worried about people using because people are posting so much personal information on that app and China literally has a backdoor into it to get whatever they want out of it. It's Chinese spyware essentially is what TikTok is. Are they worried about that? No, they're worried about Twitter because Elon Musk and blah, blah, blah. And I have my doubts about Elon Musk in some ways, but he is not as dangerous as the uh, China regime in general. And it. The whole thing is so absurd and there it's it's actually a campaign. It's a coordinated effort to make people think something is wrong with Twitter, that they should get off the platform. And I, I mean, I see people believing this. I saw somebody somebody texted me the other day and they were like, oh, you really like Twitter. It's too bad. Like the app is dying and everyone's leaving it. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody's leaving. It has the most traffic it's ever had. It's out of control. Like Twitter's doing fine. Nothing is wrong with it. It's not broken. There's no security concerns. Everything still works. I saw a news article that was like all the things that aren't aren't working on Twitter since Musk took over. <laughs> like it's they're really trying to spin this narrative. Not only are they going after the advertisers and trying to make them think there's something wrong with them using the platform. Your content is going to be by Nazis. There's going to be no comp content moderation. It's going to be all kinds of hate speech and your brand is going to be associated with that. Are you sure? Why don't you voice these concerns to Twitter? You know, they're they're prepping them, these activists, and going after them, trying to make sure that the company fails. And then when it fails, they'll go, see, Musk wrecked Twitter. That's why we can't... They're the problem. They're the ones. They're trying to get people off the platform. They're trying to get advertisers off the platform. And they're trying to make sure that Musk can't make anything out of it. I, I mean, I think they're going to fail because fundamentally people want to be on Twitter. It's where the action is. So last time on our show live was when Musk made Trump go That's back. Right. That's right. So, but he hasn't tweeted yet. Mm -hmm. And he says he's not going to. He's sticking with Truth Social. Do you think he's going to be able to stick with that? No, I think that he'll use Twitter to promote Truth Social by throwing grenades. Probably, but I do think he wants people to come over to Truth Social. Elon keeps posting memes trying to goad him into tweeting, and I think that's going to have the opposite effect. I think that's going to make him not want to tweet hmm. and give Elon Musk what he wants because he keeps trying to get him to. Is it, I mean... I don't miss him on Twitter, and I thought it was a bad. It was at the end of the day, it was nothing, nothing great. But um, I think you will. Why wouldn't he? After all, why wouldn't you? Here's some folks from. Here's a psycho from the 1619 project, along with another psycho on MSNBC. Your book has been extensively challenged. Does it surprise you that this is happening at the state level? No, I mean, absolutely not. We know that Glenn Youngkin run, ran his uh, campaign on this idea of uh, teaching a more sanitized history that would protect the feelings of white children. Uh, we know that history and how it's taught has always been contested in the United States, that so much of what we call history is really memory. It is uh, selectively uh, putting certain things into curricula that gives us a certain concept of what America is. Is that projection or what? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, her, yeah her, the, the history project has not just been challenged, it's been debunked as rubbish of course. by people, including people writing for the New York Times. It's just been total BS. It, it's called the 1619 Project because it came out in 2019. So it was a marketer's dream that this 400 years later, here we go. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They never cared about us. She's rubbish. She's trash. She's an elitist jerk. Yeah, of course. And, you know, and they, they keep spreading lies about it. Like Ron DeSantis 
in his gubernatorial debate said that the the American um, Revolutionary War was not fought over slavery and they were running around saying that he said the Civil War wasn't fought over slavery. They go around and say that Glenn Youngkin's new history curriculum doesn't include Martin Luther King for, and I mean, like, as though that's possible. Of course, it includes Martin Luther King. And people went through it. And of course, it does include Martin Luther King Jr. And the whole thing. Of course, it includes the civil rights movement. All of these anti-CRT curricula contain all the things they're supposed to contain. They have black people in them. They have everything else. I mean, it's so absurd, the claims that they make about this stuff. And, like, really, the anti-CRT bills just say you can't, like, tell the white kids that they're not as good people because they're white and that you can't teach that, like, America's a fundamentally racist country and things like that but the the real problem like I love the anti-CRT bills but at the same time like I think they're limited in their effectiveness at the end of the day because you still are hiring the activist teachers in your schools mm-hmm. oh yeah you need to get well first of all you need a much smaller school administration because the school administrations are packed to the guilt it's a huge source of um you know cost costs just ballooning in the public schools is all the administrators so many administrators and then second of all you need to make sure that you're staffing your schools with administrators from the top to the bottom who are not these psychotic activists because they will hire more people who are psychotic activists to be the teachers who are in your kids classrooms and that's like what we absolutely can't have it has to start by cleaning house with the people in the school administration which means school boards so of course you know, they don't want normal people on school boards because that would be a huge problem. Did you see the story where they were saying that Ron DeSantis is politicizing school boards and now parents have a bigger voice? (laughs) (sighs) Heaven forbid, heaven forbid parents have a bigger voice in how their kids are educated. I mean, and I think for a long time, parents didn't think they needed to have a bigger voice because schools were also being run by other normal people with normal priorities who weren't lunatics, right? I think most parents a couple years ago, pre-COVID, were okay with kind of letting the schools do their thing. But the schools that we used to know have the... Uh, have you know, totally changed. They're completely different from what they once were. And like people who don't realize this are just delusional that they're not teaching the same stuff anymore. These are not like your parents or your grandparents' public schools. And parents absolutely do have to step in and uh, take charge of the situation and make sure. But yeah, it's going to have to, there's going to have to be a big, big house cleaning in the public schools in terms of the administrators and the teachers and everyone else. Of course, absolutely. Because you mean, need normal people is it being teachers. Isn't the, isn't the way forward to have the money follow the student and just abandon them? I mean, yeah, I think that's ultimately the way that they're going to get fixed. I do think that it would be nice if there could be public schools. I like the idea of like the town school where your kid sees the same kid that they see at soccer practice and see riding their bike around town in the classroom. And the idea of a community school where it's it's really truly a community, a neighborhood school that you walk to, that your friends walk to with you, that you see every day, and then you see them on your street too. I think that's like an important formative piece of American life. Um, so in that sense, the sort of like everybody just goes to the school that they want to go to, like, 
uh, I think there there's sort of problems with that too in terms of the sense of community. I like the idea of having public schools, but I think they might need that shock to the system in order to get fixed in, in order to be what they ought to be. Because right now, the unions run them, essentially. Yeah, the radical left, they, they don't think shocks the system very well, I've found. Mm. Well, I guess DeSantis has done something about that. I want to talk about something, okay? Okay. <sighs> Sorry, it's not me being tired that's me being destroyed physically charles cw cook has a piece for in in our national review where he says don't run if you're thinking about running for president do us all a favor think again hey you yes you i gather you started hinting that you might want to run for president in 2024 here's an alternative idea don't do it do something else instead travel learn to cook serve on a board start a podcast build a boat just stay the hell out of the field you know who you are. You're the popular GOP governor of a blue state who believes that against all odds and in spite of all the laws of supply and demand, he's going to be nominated for 2024. You're the Trump appointee who served in the last administration for two or three years and who has some reason come to think that he might be a credible as a MAGA without the baggage candidate. It's Pompeo. Or First, Nikki Haley. You're the morally decent Republican politician whose friends have convinced him that it... Uh, Nikki Haley's been hinting, too, because she's super annoying. That all it will take to transcend our current partisan trench warfare is a little integrity and a lot of pluck. You're the long-retired former party darling who falls asleep each night telling himself that if all the cards fall in the right place, you might squeak to the front of the pack and make it to the convention. And whatever you think is going to happen to you over the next couple of months or years, you're wrong. Worse still, you're the counterproductive... We're still your counterproductive. Clearly, you don't want Donald Trump to be president again, because if you did, you'd just say, I won't endorse Donald Trump. You'd announce as early as possible, and then having done that, you'd do your level best to wrangle a role as his VP or Secretary of State or Ambassador to France. Instead, you're planning on running against him and enduring all that that entails in the hope that you can stop him from returning to the White House, which, frankly, is pretty stupid, because by running, you're actually making it far more likely that he'll be the nominee. Why? Well, because, again, you don't stand a chance. That lane your consultant has told you about is actually just 3% of the primary electorate. And while that isn't a huge problem in and of itself, once you add in the other 10 or so Republican politicians operating under the same delusion as you, the non-Trump vote starts to become disastrously divided. So, in other words, he'll win a plurality all through the primaries. Right, exactly. Like he did last time, right. where he was winning all the primaries with like 35% in a mm-hmm. winner-take-all system, and everybody else was sucking up 8 to 10% of the vote and making sure that he got in there. I, I mean, yeah, he's right. I don't see, I don't see us having as many as 2016. I don't see the 16-candidate field. Um, I do think it will probably be a three or four candidate field because I think some of them are, are going to get in regardless. I mean, I think Pompeo is definitely going to get in. Nikki Haley's been hinting. I think she's, I think she's too wimpy to do it. I don't think. Chris Christie. Chris Christie probably will do it. Even though like you've been castrated by Trump. You can't. Him and Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and everyone else who like, just was totally disemboweled by him during the 2016 primary it's not you it's a non-starter you can't do it don't you think it's just it's done for you uh yeah you can't watch 
Chris Christie stand there basically on a leash behind Trump. <laughs> and like, it's not, you can't see him the same way. And then like, what, you're going to stand up to Trump in a debate? I can't. I think there are some political things that just change the way people perceive you. You know, Ted Cruz letting Trump insult his wife's appearance and then, like, going and supporting him. Yeah. Like, you... Well, his dad did kill Kennedy. Trump was right about (laughs) that. The Zodiac killer. The whole thing. I mean, I... There's some things you can't come back from, and I don't... I think particularly with Trump in the election cycle, you can't. You know, I think maybe in some future election cycle, there's some future world where, like, no alpha males are running for president. That's possible. But I I don't see it there for for any of those people who Trump attacked during the primaries like that, that just buckled. I I can't envision it. No. Uh, And And I think they should all go away. I think I, I also think probably I don't think Charlie Baker will because I don't think he wants the grief really. But I think Larry Hogan probably will run. And he'll be a quick casualty. Larry Hogan will be <laughs> I mean, filleted. Like, nobody wants him. That's no. the problem. No. <laughs> like, I mean, I understand you were popular with the Democrats in Maryland. Right. And it's the same with Christie. Right. The people on ABC like him. Wow. Yeah. I can, he's not so bad. That's fine. They're not voting in the Republican primary. Yeah. It's they're, Maryland is a non-entity in the Republican primary battle it's not going to happen so and also i think i don't look at youngkin as somebody who can trump defines the game in a primary he defines it as right playing dirt, a dirty bar fight mm-hmm. so you either get slapped and punched and beat and pretend to play a different game or you play dirty bar fight game yeah, what was the place they all went to? They went to some meeting with like big donors, a bunch of the people who were going to go. I think Youngkin wants to run, but I think he'll hold off. Yeah. I I mean, I think he knows this isn't his cycle. I would hope so, but you never know. I mean, he just got there, first of all. Well, so did Ron DeSantis, but... I mean, he did serve a whole term, but yeah, Yeah. but he just got elected, but everybody knows he's running for president. Right, but that's how you do it. Yeah, but but I think totally, like, in Virginia, you can only serve one term. It's in a weird year. Oh, that's right. It's in the odd year after the presidential election, and you can only serve one consecutive term in Virginia. Right, right. So so then you can come back and serve later, but you can't do two in a row, which is such a weird system but yeah like I, I don't think he'll do it this time because I think he knows his lane is not there you know there's already going to be I think I think Pence and Pompeo will because I think it's personal to them that well, I think I'm they not don't like it. I like Pence you're not fine. seeing it that they'll get in or you're not seeing it that they'll do well I think that they'll get in I don't see how they'll do well Pompeo is just I mean I, I, I don't think Americans want crazy but I think they want they want a trace of populist still, a, a better populist. Mm-hmm. And this this Pompeo is not, I mean, he lost weight, so. <laughs> I mean, well, but Pompeo considers himself like the serious adult on like the foreign policy and the government <clears throat> operations and the stuff like that. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. I mean, people think he's like a deep state hack, basically. I know you don't care about stuff like that. I just don't find him just very exciting. I mean, he's one of these guys who I, I always hear like people like talk about guys like that. 
like they're really good. Like you're missing. It's like Tim. Who was Tim about ten years ago? Tim Ryan. No, 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 no. Republican. Uh, Tim Governor. People said, "Oh, he's the one. He's the one." Um, Palenti. Yes. Teapaw. Oh my gosh, Graham loved Tim Palenti. Oh, oh gosh. And Teapot was just totally just tossed. Uh, Mitt Romney <laughs> beat up Teapot on the stage. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, that was when Graham had his anyone but Mitt campaign. Right. And then, you know, Fred Thompson got in there. Was, oh, yeah. I was a fan, obviously, because of the misses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, a lot of these people that, that the establishment says, you just wait. The one you need's coming in. It's like, it's, yeah. it, no. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's obviously going to be Trump versus DeSantis at this point. Who, I think so. I, I, I don't see who else cracks double digits by the time you get to primaries, to be honest with you. No. No, same here. I, th- th- yeah, but I, but I do think Charles Cook is right that I think if you get too many people in there who aren't cracking double digits, I think it presents a problem for Ron DeSantis. Um, but I think I think the establishment is going to clear the field for DeSantis, which could help Trump, to be honest with you, because any sense that the establishment is colluding to try and keep Trump out mm-hmm. of office helps Trump. I think that, that there that already was, was like these hackles being raised because, you know, after the midterms, there was this seemingly coordinated, but really just it was the obvious thing to say that, um, you know, Trump caused these midterm losses in large part. And there was this sense like, oh, everybody's ganging up on Trump. Everybody's coordinated. This is an attack on Trump by the establishment. All these traitors stabbing Trump in the back, all this stuff. But. I don't know. I don't know how many people really feel that way. I think the polling is pretty clear that Trump dropped double digits in the polls right. um, after those midterm results because Republican voters want someone who can win, who can win. And I think Trump proved in 2022 that he can't win anymore. I agree. I agree. Uh, and like, like giving a nod to what you were saying is I think the only way that he could be possibly... Uh, respond is if people see that there's an all-in not just party collusion but there's an all-in campaign by media by establishment on both sides etc to to politically assassinate him Mm -hmm. and that could possibly get the american people to say hey wait a second because that gives gives him the opportunity to to stand up to it all and not bend and because he's not going to put you know country before parties he's going to say oh yeah efforts Let's have this out right now. Yeah. And so that's the big risk. As far as I'm concerned, I think that's a big risk. Yeah, I I think the more they act out about Trump, the better they make Trump look. Mm -hmm. If he can keep it together and like weather the storm that they throw at him, then he does look better. The, The risk for him, if like I'm advising him, is he like flies off the handle and goes off on these tangents and he just like spirals and can't get himself back under control. You know what I mean? Like if you're going off and attacking Youngkin because his name sounds Chinese, like you're not as Trump in a good place, right? That That's not a winning Trump. And he's tough because it's tantalizing because he has all the elements that he can do such a good job at this stuff and be so good when he's good. 
But a lot of the time he's footsing around and like not doing what he needs to mm-hmm. do and screwing around with stupid stuff, saying dumb things that make people not like him, all this stuff. And we saw it like in 2020, right? Where he got, he sort of spent most of October just being terrible. Uh, well, it's a lot of that year. Yeah. Also I mean, with the COVID a lot stuff, of the year, but yeah. With COVID but all the way stuff. into like October, he was just... But then there was sort of a momentum towards the end of October where he turned things around. He got better from COVID. He did a bunch of rallies. He was, it was, it felt like there was momentum, but it was not enough to overcome all the time he had spent being an idiot. Mm -hmm. And like when he's good, he's so good. So you want to like him and you want, and if you can only get good Trump, if you could like make a deal where you're like, can I just have this version of Trump, mm-hmm. please, all the time? But the problem is he doesn't act like that a lot of the time. And like when he's not well, acting, it, it, when he's not on, he's really, really bad. Well, like January but, 6th bad. Okay, fine. But there are other times when he's not on, when he is on, that it's recast as being a horrific, historic, dark disaster day. Like after the, the Charlottesville stuff. Mm-hmm. Where he gave a great presser, a great presser, which he spent most of it absolutely slamming and decrying the ills of racism. That's what he did most of the time. Right. But since he said very fine people on both sides, which was not about racists, you know, he gave the media. Yeah. Enough. And he specifically said, like, now obviously I don't mean any right. white nationalists or anybody exactly. like that. Exactly. So, I mean, even thinking about that makes me think, you know, Maybe he does deserve another shot at this. All yeah, right, Morgan in the chat says he thinks Ron DeSantis should wait his turn. I'm not for no. the wait his turn narrative. That's not it's how Democrats turn. It's do it. It's his turn now. It's his turn now. And I think, and he says he might not run too. I, I think he will run. I think he absolutely knows that this is his moment and you strike while the iron's hot and you go. So we do the chat chat? Let's do some chat chat. I saw we have a few in there. Oh, good. Tommy Boy. Yes. Polly from the Red Hat. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Glad you haven't forgot about me. <laughs> so that's not Paul, because Paul was not a made guy longshoreman like that guy sounds like. Paul was, uh, I think he was, he told me what he did because he was trying to get me to fall for him. It was, as the drinks kept coming, he was, he said he was in maybe education or something, uh, but there was nothing, he was not an alpha. He was a, he was a, I don't know, he was intellectual. I don't know what, what he was. But that was not Paul. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so it was one kiss. I believe it was on the cheek. So, I, there you go. I was still a little bit jarred by it. My friend and I ended up uh, running out of there. But it occurred to me, too, that I actually spent a little too much time in that bar. Uh, in the, the gay bar that was on Cambridge Street at the time, which was called Sporters. Because mm-hmm. I was there with another friend. <laughs> well, other guys were hitting at us. And I remember we, we danced. I'm so excited for all the things you're going to find out about yourself in therapy, honey. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Maybe I was Paul. As a matter Maybe of you're going to leave me for a man at the end Maybe of I, all wouldn't this. that be... That would be amazing. You know, that would... I'd have to get better looking, though. I, don't, I think there's a standard. I can't think... Yeah. Hey, the name's Morty Halbrook, and I own that Domino's you said looked shady. That was in Jersey yesterday. Remember that? Yeah. It's right before I... It's a scary domino. an abyss of complete... Oh, absolute physical hell. Ain't nothing coming out of this 
Domino's except delicious, beautiful pizza pies. Hey, Susan, you know I get 60%. Anyway. I, I think was- the suggestion is that that's a whorehouse, which I don't think <laughs> is tr- true. But that was a, the, the weirdest, shadiest looking Domino's I've ever seen. I never want to go back to that town. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Also, just want. We had to uh, get gas in Jersey, which of course means that the person has to pump it for you. In the special, like big passenger van, you can only open and close the gas cap if you open the driver's side door. So Tom's poor brother had to be all up close and personal. Yeah, the guy invaded his space and looked at him straight in the eyes while he was doing it. So uncomfortable. I hate that that's the rule in New Jersey. Oh my gosh. Just want to let it be known that I stand with Alice. Tom Shattuck is nothing but an apple bigot. Apple, oh. like Apple computer bigots. Yeah, well, they're much better. They're much better. Can, they're not, to, though, not to, for the stuff that Alice's I have HVAC to do. HVAC today with hers. No, her, not a, for a, things a, a that Windows I have computer, to do. A Windows, computer, a Windows computer is a series of fans with a, <laughs> with a microchip attached. That's what it is. That's what I have to filter out. I know, I know that the Mac hardware is very nice I, yes it no, is I thank you it. alice thank you i think we've i know that somewhere. it is I think in but it's, we've gotten <laughs> max are not as good for the stuff that i need to do no yes they are <laughs> no they're not they're just not anyway um thank you so much for joining us we will see you tomorrow hopefully tom will be rested and feeling a little bit better he's been very under the weather for the last two days um, but yeah, we look forward to talking to you soon. You can join us on our live streams if you join at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also always find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. All the places you like to listen to podcasts, YouTube, Rumble, etc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.